podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. episode 389 of Film Bastards. My name is Ian Loring and as always I am joined by Becky Foster. Hello everybody. Matt Foster. Hello everybody. Hello hello one and all. Uh, We hope you're keeping well. We hope maybe some of you have been vaccinated. I don't know what the demographic of our audience is but that would be nice. Let us know. Honestly that, that would be that would be something. Actually no Andrew Jones got vaccinated. He did, um, yeah. yeah, and like, what, like, fair play, Andrew. Like, he, you know, he's said this on Twitter himself, so I don't think he'd mind saying, but quite the, the, the fear of needles and whatnot. But he grew a pair and he went out and fucking did it. And good on him. So, yeah, well done, Andrew. And, uh, yeah, so uh, coming up on this week's show, we are reviewing the Russo Brothers blank check after... The Avengers films, the Tom Holland starring Cherry, and uh, we're going to get into it with uh, with Oscar stuff. Uh, we are PodSyndicate.com. Uh, go there for film and other things related fun. You got Chinstroker versus Punter, his film, her movie, the Iron sequel, Beyond the Neon. Um, I believe Noel's doing some stuff with that um entertainment landfill uh what's on tap um chin stroker versus punter i might have already said that um yeah and uh I, i'm toying with the idea of resurrecting a feature i used to do on eat sleep live film uh for uh pod syndicate which uh i i, I think could be quite fun so uh yeah yeah we are syndicate.com patreon.com forward slash film bastards um at time of recording, I haven't released it yet, but I have recorded my license to kill commentary, um, which I'll be honest, it's not selling it. But there are gaps of silence because I ended up just watching the film because that film's fucking fascinating. But 
I, I do perk up every now and then, you know. I, I mean, at least your kitchen didn't burn down during this one. <laughs> no, no. I mean, that's it. There were there, there were no fires. Um, but also for patrons, um, I, uh, time of recording yesterday, released a roughly 20-minute video where I did a screen recording of me going through my Oscar betting. Uh, I was live betting uh, while recording. Um Looking back at the choices now, some of them are fucking insane. Um, <laughs> but I think I probably explained why I was doing them at the time. So, yeah, there we go. Um, I think that's the housekeeping done. Have I forgotten anything? I don't think I have. Yeah, I think we've covered it all there. Yeah. Um, I will just say, actually, um, so my what we watched uh, is quite limited this week. But that is because over on the Pod Syndicate bonus feed... Um, the first part of what did Noel end up calling it? Um, something fucking insane, which was great. Um, uh, here we go. Snyder verse the pod. Ah, oh, what the fuck? It cuts the it pod off. Syndicate you got part it. one. Uh, Ian versus Noel on Mark of Justice. <laughs> yeah, that that yeah. Uh, two hours and fourteen minutes of uh mark knoll and myself talking about um uh man of steel uh, uh batman vs superman justice league and suicide squad uh in depth uh leading up to uh the snyder cut we'll be recording a follow-up show where we will be talking about the snyder cut which probably means we won't review the snyder cut on this show next week um I think Becky's thoughts, if Bex watches it, may, uh, and we'll probably have a bit of a discussion there. But we, I, th- I think we've got something else kind of planned for Nate uh, for Nate's week. But our um, full thoughts on Snyder Cut, early words, good. So, you know, let's see what happens. What I will say is, is I've just counted back. It, 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 even if I take out. All of the the Snyder stuff that I watched, so Batman vs Superman, um, Man of Steel, and what's it? I'm still got nine what I've been watching. Fucking hell, good for you, Mark. <laughs> Living your best life. What is Batman v Superman on? Uh, now. I might watch that. It's not called Now TV anymore. It's just called Now. You, you can rent the Ultimate Edition on Amazon, which is what I did. Hmm. It's Snyder. It's Snyder's purest vision. It's pure Snyder. It's uncut Snyder. Hmm. <laughs> That's selling it to you, obviously. We had a lot. Of, we, 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 we spent a lot of time with Zach recently. I spent a lot of time with Zach Snyder last you week. You definitely have, yeah. <laughs> wow, we. Um, but also um, on the Pod Syndicate bonus feed, at some point, um, George will be uploading the latest there and back again. It actually recorded this time. Um, we confirmed. Uh, so that is Becky, George, and I talking about The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey. It was Bex's first watch, and I just kept on having flashbacks to high frame rate. So listen the to line. that. Okay, Becky. Well, thank you for that. I think me and Ian are on the exact opposite side of the fence on this view. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that was how George kind of introduced it. But I, I, I think there's some shades of grey in the actual discussion itself. Um, I, I think anyway, I don't, I don't hate yeah. an unexpected journey. I, I liked it more than I remembered liking it. So, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, there you go. So I, I don't have an awful lot of what we watched this week. I've got a feeling I might be talking on the Oscar nominations section more than you guys, though, because uh, that feels maybe more my bag. So, uh, you know, I, 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 I think in terms of uh, audio content, I think we'll still be pretty evenly matched this week. Um, so let's I mean, do we do Oscar nominations now? Yeah, why not? I think that's that's the new big news segment, isn't it? Feels like the time, doesn't it? So yeah, um, if Glenn Close wins, I pray that in her acceptance speech she says, "I know this is a career Oscar, and that's absolutely fine." If in her acceptance speech she says anything about that character, nope. I'm not fucking having it. Glenn Close winning Best Supporting Actress for Hillbilly Fucking Elegy is pure. Look, let's just get this monkey off our backs. Here you go. My my main issue with this, this that there is the is the category I have the most issues with. To be uh, fair, though, two of the films we haven't seen. No, but I still have the most issues. Yeah, with. okay. Um, <laughs> in that there, because those two I don't have issues with. No. Um, because one, Ian, Ian assures me she's brilliant. Mm. Well, Grandma uh, Minari. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, she's great. Uh, and the other one is uh, Olivia Colman, who is brilliant. Yeah. Um, I, I, I still maintain Glenn Close is is a decent actress. She's she's fine. But there's this, this this idea that she's this amazing actress that, that's that's not won a Academy Award yet. Mm. How she's not won a Academy Award yet? It's like because she's fine. Because she's just been a a a, 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 a <laughs> decent actress for a number of years. You don't just get them for time served. But you do get them for time served. <laughs> you kind of do, yeah. Yeah. If you're that, like that, you shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't. But no, you shouldn't. for instance, um, does does anybody does and this uh, this isn't me saying it's a man versus woman kind of thing, but is anybody asking for I don't know um, David Stratham to get an Academy Award? He's been going since the early eighties and turning in great performances. What is that? But he's he's seen as a a character actor, mm. and Glenn Close I think sees herself as a character actor who pops up in things. She's never in, she's very not very often she's the main lead in anything. Mm. You know, you haven't go back to the early nineties where she was the lead in in things like uh, the oh, she, she, she was that. the titular character in The Wife. Oh God. Oh God, yeah. That happened. But then it, the, that, the thing is there is there has been and there will be better Glenn Close performances. If she wins she's this old. She, She's she's literally winning it for one of the worst things she's turned yeah, out the in the past yeah. decade. Yeah. And it, the, like, like you said, Irene, the, 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 she must know that it's crap. She must. Maybe she does. And the, Maybe the she only way, it's really poignant and the, powerful. the only way she cannot know it's crap is if she hasn't seen it. <laughs> yeah. She was nominated for last year. The year before, I think. If they were going to pity give her an Oscar, they should have. There was somebody else in there that that, that they that they wanted to give an Oscar to. Mm. Uh, but then the the, the the other one, the one that the, the, the movie that has irritated me the most getting nominations, yeah, 
is the um, uh, Maria um, Bakalova yeah, being nominated for Borat. How? I, 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 genuinely, have I missed something? I mean, that almost feels like because of degree of difficulty. Um, I, I, but, no, 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 I, no, I get it, Mark. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I would, I wouldn't nominate her myself, but it, I could see film, like film professionals, going, "Holy fucking shit! You had to do that." Right, so, so, so it, 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 it's a nerve thing. It's a whole. It, 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 it's she had the nerve to do these things. Well, yeah, I mean to be fair, man, Chris Pontius got nominated twenty odd years ago for Jackass, so there is precedent. That that's it. It is. It, if there's a nerve thing, then fucking hell. Why, why wasn't Jackass nominated for Best Picture? <laughs> you know, it's. I I, I don't. Get it? I, I don't get that. And then the fucking thing's been nominated for adapted screenplay. That, that, that is fucking ridiculous. Hell. It, it, you raised this point when, when I mentioned it to you, didn't Dex? Where you said, "How can something that is that, that that has literally told you that the majority of it is improv be nominated for a screenplay?" Mm. It's an adapted. Mm. What's it adapted from? Because yeah. <laughs> it's, I, 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 the, I think the answer is because it's based on pre-existing fictional characters. Fucking hell. I mean, that's a loose translation, isn't the, the, it? The, yeah, you know, the, there are films out there that you've got to look at. You that have been written that were well written. Um, you've got to look at that. Must be going. We didn't get nominated because of that. Fuck it, I give up. It's a piece of shit as well. It's that 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 has baffled me. Mm. That one. <laughs> it's honestly, it has it has those ones have baffled me. There's somewhere I'm a little bit. What is it? But I, I, I'll let you take this back over here. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I mean, I I I, I get it. I I, I get it. And I think in a year where, frankly, there were more films around, I don't think it it would have an impact there. It's I I think honestly I think it's interesting that Sasha Baron Cohen didn't get nominated for Best Actor for it, which I think maybe says that there is a limit to how much it's liked within the Academy. Um, but yeah, I, I'd like that uh, actress in a supporting role. I mean, I I. Uh, the the thing is, I think I honestly I think Glenn Close is go, is going to win it. Yeah. Um. I think when I did the betting yesterday, I think Grandma Minari, uh, uh Yu Jung was uh was the favourite, which that that would be great because that's a performance that that performance trips you up, and I don't want to say how. Um. I would literally be happier with anybody else winning it than them two, and they're the favourite. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that, that, and that's the that, that's the difficulty, isn't it? It, I, I think, even though Mank, the fact that Mank has the most nominations, and, and by far with ten, I think the next nearest is six. That may say something about its power, because I honestly, I think it may 
may get cinematography, but I think that I think that's probably Nomadlands to uh, to, to lose. But Amanda Seyfried could pull off a campaign here. Um, the Oscars are famous for like awarding younger actors, uh, actresses, and older actors, mm. and maybe that would pan out. But I've I have a feeling that Mank is going to be one of those that gets nominated for the most and wins, and wins none. Yeah, yeah, I I I 100% see that potentially happening. Really, yeah, really, really do. And you know, and that that's it. Just doesn't. It's so weird that it got nominated for so much, and yet no one seems to love it. Like plenty of people like it, but no one seems to be really going to the mat for it. And what I think it 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 might have. I think it's got the best chance of winning is Scott. You see, I I I I think they're going to win for Soul. But then there's that, yeah. Like what? I I, I I do think that they're, that they're I don't I, I don't think they're going to split the vote. I think people are going to vote for one or the other. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I suppose is there a case to say though that um Terence Blanchard for the Five Bloods because it's what like the one fucking thing it got nominated for. No, no, because I, because I just think that that movie, because it's the one that it's nominated for, I don't think it's in enough people's minds. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think that there's, there's a weirdness to that. Because, because when they're going around and and, and, and these people are, are ticking on what they think should win, it's not come up enough. So the association no. isn't there, you know, in a mad sense. I, I, I suppose just picking up on that with the Five Bloods and its kind of lack of resonance, I've seen a lot of people complaining about Delroy Lindo not getting an actor in a leading role um, nomination. I'd say, A, I think Netflix done fucked up by not putting him in for supporting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he was never going to get Best Actor. Uh, well, right. Nomination, I mean. Can I put something out there, though? Right, I, and I like both the movies. Um, I, I I'll be honest, I expected to like both of them a little bit more. But can anybody with a straight face genuinely tell me that Gary Oldman was better in Mank? And I think he's very good in Mank. No, I agree. But was he better in Mank than um, Daryl Lindau was in in The Five Bloods? No, but it, it was a I can't remember what they're called now. Ensemble piece. He wasn't going to get a nomination for best actor when he's part of an ensemble cast. But I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. I'm saying he, he no, wasn't the lead actor. Well, then you can get into the fucking the, the, the ridiculousness of supporting actor fucking category, which is yeah. just batshit. Um, but then you know, is we know who's going to win best actor. And it's going to be Chadwick Boseman, mm. um, which is weird because, because I, 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 you know, it 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 makes sense why he's going to win it. Personally, I, I, I you know, just being honest without what is it, um, and this is in no disrespectful way, but I, I don't, I don't think he's that's his one of his better performances. No. Um, but it's just it, the, the one that smacked out for the the best actor one for me was the Gary Oldman one. Mm. It, it just seems like it, it, 
it seems like the, the Academy have nominated him because they know his name. It's such a we default pick. Been nominated for Marvel Mowgli instead of Sound of Metal. Chadwick Boseman is going to win it. It 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 just is going to happen. Whether whether that's right or not is is redundant. Um, but yeah, Gary Oldman being nominated is a yeah, a whole thing. I mean. I don't know. You take Gary Oldman out. You put Daniel Kaluuya in in actor in a league role. He he was campaigned for supporting. Um, so I you know I understand that. Even apparently though with the Oscars, it's some crazy system. Like with acting or supporting, it's essentially whoever gets the most nominate. Like if they get got more nominations in supporting than they did actor. Then they, they then they put them in supporting. There's no judgment call made there. So essentially, what's happened with Judas and the Black Messiah is enough people have said that like Daniel Kaluuya is a supporting actor, and enough people have said Lakeith Stanfield is a supporting actor that they both end up in that category, uh, which is crazy. Like that that that's crazy. But um. I, I, but that that does make a little bit of sense that it's not the Academy going, well, we don't think a black man can be the lead in this film. Um, you know, but at the same time, it's like, could you not use a bit of discretion and go, hey, I'm sure Daniel Kaluuya probably had a lot of best actor nominations as well. Why not shift him in there? Uh, it, it's It's crazy. But at the same time, saying all this, it's cool that Lakeith Stanfield got in there at all because that didn't feel like that was happening. Like that, that was a surprise. The kid from Minari felt like he had more heat behind him than Lakeith Stanfield. And I, I, you know, I thought the Lakeith Stanfield portion of that film was the most disappointing aspect of it, but not Lakeith Stanfield. He was good. Yeah. It it, it, it was good. they're, They're both very, well very well deserved um i mean it, it, that that one just seems like it's going to be Kaluuya that's going to win it yeah no i mean this is it and you know i i, I agree like chadwick boseman like i think is is assert to win because he's passed away i'm not saying he wouldn't have been nominated but he's a yeah. cert because of that but if I'm being honest, I haven't seen The Father yet. I've, I've heard really fucking good things about that. That's interesting because that's a film where people who haven't seen it seem to be going, oh, what the fuck's that then? And people who have seen it are, go, are going, actually, no, it's really interesting. You should take a chance on it. So I'm looking forward to that. But I, 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 I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But I'm very much in that camp of being in, in, in two places with it. One where I'm going this could be a lot of fun and be really good or the other one could be one of those where I watch it going yeah I'm not seeing this mm. it just I, 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 I could see myself being a little bit sound of metal with it yeah yeah um, I went but, in going, going fucking this this is right up my what is it mm-hmm. and then found out it was like at the end of it was like right that I have literally nothing to do with metal or sound even. <laughs> even though it got a best sound nomina- nomination. <laughs> it got a best, um, it's mad, man, it got a best sound nomination. 
for essentially the way the mix is done, which is quite cool. Did it get, did it get sound mixing? Well, this is the thing. Mixing and editing are no longer separate. They are just best sound. Oh, best sound. Oh, that, then I can absolutely see why it's got that nomination then, yeah. And that New branch. World getting no, loads of nominations for stuff. And, and like, nobody's watched it. <laughs> How has it got nominated? Watched what, sorry? News of the world. Yeah, it it it's it's had a few nominations um a, a kind of around the place there. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm looking forward to actually catching up with News of the World. I just haven't got round to it yet. But I mean, it. I mean I I I agree. I wouldn't give. I I would have rather have seen Riz Ahmed in there for Mogul Mowgli. But you know, this is this is an Oscars where Riz Ahmed and Stephen Ewan are now Oscar nominees. That's going to help them make interesting shit in the future. Chadwick Boseman's going to win. That's fine. But I think those two will have their day. Stephen Ewan should have been nominated for Burning. So I'm more than happy for him to pick up. Like, I, I, he wasn't the, the standout of Minari for me. But I'm more I'm more than okay with him being in this list, you know. But it, um, it, it's hopeful that, you know, that, a, um, that an actor that essentially has been good a job and actor for a good what decade now mm. you know this hopefully could be a, a breakout role for him because he's one of those people that i that i wouldn't be a pick like pick out what i've seen him in, but i've seen him in quite a bit over the years yeah and he's always been great in everything that i've seen him in and you know from the look of it you look at it going he could do a lot like a, a lot of different fucking roles yeah, quite, quite. I mean, it obviously it's a shame that Chadwick Boseman passed away. In in the context of this race, this race would have been so fucking interesting if there was more of an even playing field. You know, if 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 it was Boseman actually like going up against these guys in in the campaigning, you know. Um, but you're not going to begrudge Chadwick Boseman having an Oscar, you know. Absolutely you, you, not. No. You know, for the sheer for the sheer cultural impact for an entire fucking community yeah. um, that that guy had. And, you know, also, well, being a talented actor, but also as well for, from all accounts, being a really fucking good dude. Good guy. Yeah. You know, I don't think there's a single, I don't think there's an actor in that category there. You know, can you, can you imagine if fucking, if, if, I mean, maybe Hopkins. But uh, but if, if all the wins going up and going, I don't want this. Yeah. <laughs> Can there's, we give it to the other guy, please? Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's there's literally, there is no way that happens. There's, no. there's, there, there, there is no way that happens. Like, literally, <laughs> my betting, I got it, him 1 to 20 on. When I looked at when the nominations came out, I had a quick look at Skybet just to see what they were because I I'll put my bets on close at the time. Yeah. Um, and he was one to sixty six. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's. It, it, I mean that. Yeah, I mean I, to be honest, I think we talked about that that particular character degree more than we probably needed to. So, um, a- actress, I think actress is really interesting. Um. I, 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 you know, if Frances McDormand didn't literally win one three years ago, she would win. And she's already got two. And she's already got two. 
So Harold I Davis won four years ago uh, for fences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's so, but I think it's for uh, Viola Davis versus Kerry Mulligan. Personally, um, I, I do, and I think Mulligan's gonna get it. I think Mulligan is going to campaign the living fuck out. If she's got any sense, she will campaign the living fuck out of it. And I think she will. Here's, you know. here's my theory as to why I think she'll win it. Mm. And I, I, think, I think me and you bounced this around between me and you Ian, the other day. Like you said there, Ian, Francis McDormand uh, won one a couple of years ago. Viola Davis won one a couple of years ago. Uh, Andrea Day, I, I just, I don't think... A, I don't think enough people have seen it, and I think that it, it's too much of a um, an outside. It's just too much of an outside bet. Yep. There. Um, the word has gone too quiet on Vanessa Kirby. Yep. Uh, for that, I don't think the film was received anywhere near as well as the people expected it to be. Nope. Um, but Kerry Mulligan, uh, did, I, did, I'm, I'm very certain she got nominated for an education, didn't she? That was the last nomination she had. Um, but she was big and out everywhere for like three or four years and then kind of, not, not disappeared, but kind of, you know, she she backed off for a little bit and hasn't had that out. And this is almost like the return a little yeah. bit. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like the Oscars there will look at it and go, oh, she's back. We loved her a few years ago. I wonder where she's been. Let's give her an Oscar. Also as well, it's a fantastic performance. So mm. I, I could see that being the one that they give promising young woman. Yeah, and that, that, that I, I think that's the thing. It's the this is the one that will get behind promising young woman for. It's I, I think it's got a shot at screenplay, a shot. Um, but I'm just pulling up. So it, it Judas the Black Messiah, Minari, Sound of Metal, and the Trial of the Chicago Seven. It the the. It, unfortunately, I think the Sorkin fact is going to be too strong there. Um, but hasn't he already got two? So what? Social Network and... I'm not sure. It might, it might be one But yeah, I just... And again, it's... Trial of Chicago 7 is not... Like, this is the one it's actually got a chance at. Yeah, I could see that. I, yeah. I think it's I think it's between that and Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, I because I was thinking Judas and the Black Messiah as well, you know. But saying that, Minari, six nominations shouldn't be counted out. And where would it win? Like that that's the thing. Unfortunately, I I, I do have a feeling that Minari might be a six nominations, no wins. Um. I don't because re- I don't remember the score being particularly engaging, and I, I think Soul's getting score. Um, there's a world where Soul gets score but doesn't get animation. Oh, the, 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 mate, there's not a world that happens. I fucking wish there was. There's not a world that happens. Like, is, is it the outright absolute thing? If Soul doesn't win, it will be like the one thing it's been up for this year and doesn't win. It's weak is the animated feature section it, this year. I, it, just, well, I, it just it fucks me off that Wolf Walkers has been getting no heat whatsoever. Like I don't know how you watch Soul and you watch Wolf Walkers and you go, yeah, Soul had more of an impact on me. I don't know I how that happened. Fucking onward over Soul. What what, what would say? Yeah, fair. 
what what I'd say there is um it did break me a bit though to be fair apple apple do better do better with the way that you are marketing things don't just take something on and go oh we've got this on been there done now you know if you want apple tv apple whatever they're calling it it there i have it i use it and even i don't know what it's actually fucking called apple tv plus Plus, yeah Yeah. just pick something i mean pick an actual fucking thing run with that but right the biggest thing that they have got behind was a essentially a fucking father's day present of a movie in greyhound and that is the biggest thing they have pushed and i liked greyhound but wolf walkers that they, they, they don't seem to be trying to get it to win this academy award and it was they, they bought it to put it on their thing there's a movie we're going to talk about later which you look at and go what they're not pushing things yeah i mean it, the thing is if they campaigned bill murray he would have got a nomination for best supporting actor he would have yeah, yeah. Mm. Like I mean, like straight up, like over Paul Racy or Lakeith Stanfield, I could have seen Bill Murray getting in. I mean, it, it. I I think it says how popular Sound of Metal is that Paul Racy got in there. Like that is a that, that is a fucking yeah. He's there and he has conversations and he leaves performance. That's not that's not, that's I don't know. Like there was zero impact and i i I, you know i don't want to sound shitty about sound of metal but i am just a little bit how has that done as well as it has but at the same time it's a small film done good so i i I don't want to crow on about that but i i don't get it yeah i I, i'm a little bit like i i i like sound of metal but a lot of people seem to really like it and i'm just a little bit like i kind of wish I kind of wish I saw what you saw because I just mm-hmm. didn't, it, it, it didn't get me and I really expected it to get me and it just didn't quite get me. Just, it seemed to be missing. I don't think it was the, actually, I don't think with Sound of Metal for me, it was that it was missing stuff. I think it was just that there was a few bits in it where I went, nah, nah. So I, I, I think it, it lost me rather than never got me. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. So that one conversation where Paul Racy is just like it, it, where Riz Ahmed asks him for money and then Paul Racy basically kicks him out. It's like, no, nah, that that felt. It, 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 yeah, that, 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 that felt like it was from a different version of this movie we were watching. Yeah. Yeah. That that just annoyed me so much. And just then the towards the end, um, Riz Ahmed and Olivia Cook, how that ended up, it, it just felt so fucking hell film you've been building up to something and then just shitting the bed literally from literally from the moment he goes for the operation to the end of the movie it it, i think it for me anyway personally it goes off a cliff and it it, 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 it's about 35 40 minutes it's a long ass movie yeah 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 um but, you know, I mean, like I say, little film done good. It's it, it, it's got Amazon behind it. So, you know, that that's not nothing. But well, Amazon probably don't know they have it. 
Amazon. If Amazon was a person, it would be searching on Netflix for Sound of Music, right? Sound of Metal right now. Because it wouldn't know that it has it. I mean that that that's the thing, and like the the, the big omissions for me, I, I I think is some of the aspects of One Night in Miami, like the the way Kingsley Benadire has just completely disappeared from the best actor conversation. I mean Les, Leslie Odom Jr. got in for best supporting actor, and he's in for best song as well. Um, I I'm I don't get that really. I thought I'd, old Aldous Hodge as Jim Brown in One Night in Miami, I thought made more of a mark. You know, um, it, it, it's that that was odd. And Regina King will have another, will have another one. She will. You know, she's going to be somebody to watch. And Kingsley Benadire, you know, he's going to do fine. He's just been announced as the principal villain in that Marvel Secret Invasion show. Like he is going to be fine. That was but the thing it, I was trying to tell you about yesterday. A Marvel oh. thing. Yeah, but that man from Becky, that thing. Becky, <laughs> Becky, Becky decided to say it to me. Like midway through nice. when I was watching the football, t- turned around and went, "Ooh, ooh!" Like, like watch went, That man. It was when we were watching Cherry, wasn't it? No, it was when we were football. Oh, was you it? said that man from that thing has been casting a thing. <laughs> it's like right. You know that thing. There's no context. Like we weren't talking about anything at all. So. It was like there was a context within it like we'd been talking about the thing earlier or anything like that what you meant was that it was kings of an idea from high fidelity had been was uh in this marvel thing yeah that's yeah. what i meant yeah 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 you, I, you football football bores me this season so i was bored so it came into my head so i said it out loud <laughs> but, I mean, I, stream of consciousness shit but i mean it's like stick him in instead of gary oldman you know, like I, 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 I have, I have a completely different one that I think should have been stuck in instead oh, of yeah. Gary Oldman. Um, that I am still baffled as to why nobody is mentioning this and why nobody seems to be going. What about Mad Blackson in another round? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I think he was close. Uh, but no one seems to mention it because. But Gary fucking Oldman. I mean, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the problem I have with Gary Oldman, I can't. I will never forgive him for Churchill. Um, the problem I, I have with Gary Oldman is I, I genuinely think he has kind of checked out. Mm. Um, in the past ten years. Oh, he's not bad in Mank, though, is he? I actually think he's very good in Mank. He's not best actor good, but, but he's not. He's not bad. But overall, I I I, I think Mank. Charles fucking dances better in Mank. Doesn't quite stick its own landing a little bit. Mm, no. I think it's personally. I I, 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 I like Mank. I think it's very very good. I think it is almost too wrapped up in itself to actually exist in a real world. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I, yeah, that that that's fair. But I mean. You know, I wouldn't begrudge Amanda Seyfried winning, but I'm Not really not bothered about it winning anything else. You know, she's pretty good in it. She's very yeah, good. She is. Yeah, um, she's she's almost like the um, she's almost your guide through it all, mm. and it's she's the thing that that keeps it interesting throughout. She's almost she's she's the film straight man. Mm. She's she's the the grown up in the room. Yeah. Who sees yeah. all the ridiculousness of it yeah. all, um, and you know that that everything feeds off. You know, you know the 
everything's trying to impress her. She's the the, the center of the movie, um, yeah. and people think that it's man, and it's it, it, it's probably not. Um, but then you've got uh, towards Winterberg is also nominated for best director. So again, why wasn't another round? I, I mean, we know the reason it's because it's nominated for best international film, but it's not been in the conversation. I haven't heard anybody sort of mention it for for, for picture, mm. and it, it it probably should be in there. I mean, I, I, it, it probably should, but the fact that it got a kind of out of nowhere best director nomination, I'm, I, yeah. you know, I that I'm, I'm fine, I'm at peace with that, you know. Chloe Zhao is going to win that, isn't she? I, uh, Chloe Zhao will win that, and Nomadland will win best picture, yeah. um, which is both really exciting and also very boring all at the same time. Um, it, it is a little bit isn't it yeah like I, I you know i'm not gonna begrudge chloe Zhao winning um bex i'm sure she'll dress up more than she did at the globes i hope so uh, i um, <laughs> i mean it'd be amazing if she didn't the, what the thing is though i mean like they, they are gonna have nominees and whatnot they're in person mm. which is i can't god could you have said they were gonna do that a few months back i don't think you could have you know so that that that's gonna be a hell of a thing so, can, um, can, I, can i throw up what, what might be considered a mildly controversial opinion? Mm. I mean, how controversial is it? Are you gonna are you gonna say something offensive? No, I'm not gonna say anything offensive. Okay. Is it is it just me or is it a little bit of a weak best picture? Um. Category. Not I mean not weak, but it's just Nomadland is going to win. Um, and then you're looking at the rest of it and going, is there a is there a movie within all of that that in 10 years' time is going to be considered a full-blown classic? I mean, I'm not saying that happens every year, but it, it just, there's nothing that, I suppose maybe it's just that there's nothing that I'm looking at there and going, I am fucking behind that. I mean, it... Because I would fucking love it if Promising Young Woman won. But wait, I, I, I but think it part of that is, is I know it won't. No, it's my... Me, absolutely no fucking chance and I think that's why I find the nominations so in- uninspiring I look at them and go oh I'd like Blah to win that but they won't oh I'd like oh, Blah to win that but they won't but also as well I, Promising Young Woman isn't isn't a best picture for I don't think any of them really feel like they are it's it's difficult I mean the only one I haven't seen is The Father but I'd say in in this year Judas and the Black Messiah being in there does make some sense. Mm. I, I think promising young woman as almost as like a cultural snapshot of where we are. I Judas and the Black Messiah, promising young woman, like for sure. No, Nomadland, yeah, fine. I do. I am a you know in a normal year. I'll be honest. I think there would be more out. Uh, there there would be. Uh, films that would challenge Nomadland more aggressively. That 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 there would be. Um, and I'm and I'm not, you know. But at the same time, I, like the fact that Sound of Metal is a Best Picture nominee. And again, I didn't much care for the film, but there is a bit of a thrill to see that there. But I agree. In twenty years' time, we will be like, what was that one again? And oh yes, is, that, none that of these one. Are, yeah, you know. none of these are bad movies. There's not an, an you know um, a um, 
extremely incredibly fucking close whatever it was yeah yeah you know, the, or, the, or the the nobody actually like went to fucking yeah. see um yeah. there's not there's not a that it, it's just a God, can you imagine if Borat was fucking nominated? You'd be in a rage. I fuck, I, 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 I literally, close. I, I would fucking burn every fucking best picture that I own. Uh, I, in all seriousness, I think One Night in Miami and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom were probably the like the ninth and tenth for, yeah, ninth and tenth. Yeah, I, I think that they would have been a lot closer. Um, yeah, it just, I think part of it is, I think we were a little bit spoiled last year. Mm. With, with with what was nominated last year mm. you know when you had you know parasite one wasn't my favorite movie of the year but it's very very good and actually people please go out and watch the fucking black and white version because it's fantastic oh yeah um you know I, weirdly I, I think if the black and white version had been the version released i think i'd have been rooting for it more because mm. i think it just lends itself really well to that i'm really fucking glad it won uh, but i'm glad it won um but when you had that, The Irishman, and Once Upon a Time uh, in Hollywood, all in there, mm. it just feels a little bit like maybe, you know, there's some years where I, I think you just spoil. It, I think with the year that we've just had, the fact that we've got films in, you know, some films in there that are as solid as they are, is is not to be sniffed at and like I, I yeah i mean i think there is a thrill in seeing minari promising young woman and sound of metal in there i really do um like minari i've got a feeling i'm really really gonna click into that on on a second watch um now that i kind of like know what that film is um and, and Judas and the Black Messiah as well. I mean, do I wish do I wish the film were better? Yes. But it's cool to see that there. You know, the I I I just it would be a shame if next year I well, I I you know, I'm just trying to think of what if like West Side Story is the one that sweeps them all or something like that, you know, just um, obvious. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like there's a thrill in seeing emerging talent here and even though it feels like an oscar year that might have a bit of an asterisk in a, a, against it the fact that emerald fennel is probably going to find it a fuckload easier to make whatever she wanted to make next done yeah. you know just fuckload easier uh lee lee isaac chung was close to giving up on filmmaking before minari and now look and you know, there's a few sort of weird ones that I think if you'd have said six months ago that when the Oscars uh, nominations came out, that films like Ammonite and Supernova wouldn't be anywhere near it. And I still want to see, I don't want to see Ammonite because it looks terrible, um, but I still want to see Supernova. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. But I think people thought that, you know, that either Colin Firth or Stanley Tucci were, were shooing for an actor nomination. And then now that movie seems to have just disappeared. Yeah, coming out, Studio Canal just like, yeah, it's out in July. And yeah. that, that'll be that for that. You know, uh, which, which, which is a shame. Yeah, it's um, really, you know, that movie might, might be fantastic. I, I haven't seen it. I, I missed out on the chance of seeing it at, um, at LFF. But, you know, it, it still it looks very good, but it just seems to be... It's weird how, how some movies have just kind of, like, have disappeared off the, what is it? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, let, let's, let's... I suppose let's wrap it up. But I... Yeah, I mean, it. like I say, it's, it's weird how... It's a list of films that are both 
exciting, but also, yeah, but let's let's kind of see what next year gives. And I, I, I hope that next year gives like this amount of diversity. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I don't know. It, it would be nice to see a mix of big and small next year. And here we've basically all got small and that that's fine. But we don't all go to the cinema like every week when we could just to see small films. They're great. But let's have some a variety is the spice of life in it. Yeah. So. Let's talk some trailers. Um, t- oh, talking about a film that I just want to see big and loud and just hope it wraps me up and gives me a warm hug. Right. In the Heights, I'm oh, really yes. fucking excited for In the Heights. I am so glad you said that. <laughs> that looks like so much fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am. It's yeah. It just like you say. It just looks like I'm looking at it going. I really hope that is like the sleeper hit of the summer. I mean, it's coming out in June. It'll probably be during the Euros, so good counter programming for it, it, it. You know, it's mo, mo, it's intended audience, I suppose. Um, but also, it kind of looks horny as fuck, and I think people are going to vibe with that. Yeah, it's it, it, it looks like one of those where people are going to want to listen to it, dress like it, and watch it. Yeah, and and honestly, like people are going to be like, right. I want to go see this and you're telling me I can go to a club. Yeah. I want to go to a club right now and just dance for hours. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's, there's going to be, you know, I'm going to sell a lot of white t-shirts off the back of that movie. (laughs) But I mean, like imagine if next year's Oscars is in the Heights versus West side story and you've just got like the ultimate generational clash. Oh Yeah. That would that would be fun. And then you've just got Wes Anderson just like in the corner with his Louis Vuitton bag going, hello, the French dispatch is also here. You know, that's uh, that, that's an Oscar season I could get behind. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, in the Heights. Great. Bex, did you see that trailer? I've not. No. Oh, my word. It, it's Lin-Manuel Miranda like wordplay, but like just at like the height of summer and with people just wanting to kiss like great great it is it it, yeah it just look it just looks like it's going to be any of the any of sort of the drama or anything like that in it is going to be just fucking batted away by song (laughs) yeah that's exactly a message there but the message is gonna have a great amount of rhythm yeah. <laughs> I mean, just even in the trailer, like the, like I say, the wordplay just feels really like smart and the playing with the beat and whatnot. And yeah, it, it, it it's that's due out in America in June. I imagine it will probably be out over here in June as well. Um, and yeah, cannot cannot wait for that. Um, what else have we got? Uh, did you see the trailer Vanquish, uh, the movie that Morgan Freeman looks like he turned up on set to the wrong movie and then just stayed? Oh, God, no, I haven't. So it's Morgan Freeman and Ruby Rose. 
Mm. I'm saying that right, Ali? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, in a movie together. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, where I, I and I genuinely I watched the trailer and I think this is what it's about. She he's uh, the ex um, chief of police, and she's his housekeeper. But she's also like a deadly assassin for the Russians. <laughs> of course she is. Um, no, this says a mother, Victoria Ruby Rose, is trying to put her dark past as a Russian drug courier behind her, but retired cop Damon Morgan Freeman forces Victoria to do his bidding by holding her daughter hostage. Yeah, but I think that she's his housekeeper. Yeah, but I don't think she's a former chief of police. No, he's the former uh, chief of police. Okay. Um, yeah. And so there's that. And there's lots of reruns essentially walking and doing that squint thing she does to look mm. menacing. Mm. And you're watching it going, this is a trailer in your crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was a thing that happened and then stopped happening really quickly. And you kind of feel like it's her own fault. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get when Morgan Freeman fell this far. Yeah. Did something happen that we weren't aware of? Maybe. That thing with his granddaughter? Was that a thing that maybe people missed out on? I think most people have forgotten about that, haven't they? I think he's convinced that if he goes uh, more than a week without working, he dies. Which is fair enough. And, you know, keep going, fucking keep racking it up. But it's just... I get the feeling he could be in better things. <laughs> just just yeah. turn up being better things. Mm. Anything else? No. I started okay. watching the trailer for something called Wildcat and then I stopped watching it about a minute into the trailer because I was bored. Was it anything to do with High School Musical? No, it wasn't to do with High School Musical. So I was a bit like, wait a minute. Where's Zach? Where's Zephron? Where's <laughs> Baby Z? Ah, fuck off. Fucking journalist tied to a bed. Bollocks to that. This is far too fucking sepia. I know that fucking Zephyr ain't going to burst in all muscle and singing. <laughs> like the husky bear we know he is. Damn right. <laughs> okay, well, husky bear. Um... <laughs> hey, I'm really happy you're here. Why that? Um, because I like you. A lot. Shut up. I really do. And <laughs> <laughs> and your jacket's really cool. Whoa. And um what? I was just thinking. What are you thinking? Just thinking that you're shady. You wanna go for a walk? Let's talk about then Apple TV Plus's Cherry. Cherry. Directed by Joe and Anthony Russo and starring Tom Holland, Chiara Bravo. Uh, wow, we Michael Gandolfini. That's 100% James Gandolfini's kid, isn't it? Wow, we. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Good for him. Oh, good for him. Um, Riding that nepotism coattails. Oh, well, I, I thought he was all right in it. Um, uh, also, Jack Rayner and Forrest, good luck. Right. So, this is based on the book Cherry by Nico Walker, uh, which is an autobiographical piece, I believe. Um, 
about a guy who basically in reaction to a girl dumping him decides to join the army and then the girl goes actually i've changed my mind and he goes oh shit i'm in the army now he goes to the army as a fucking horrific time comes back becomes a drug addict and it's two and a half hours long becky what do you figure cherry oh i don't want to go first on cherry um but i will i <laughs> Yeah, I was I was dreading watching this to be perfectly honest with you. We Sorry. we we left it till last night um, because I I think on some subconscious level we've been putting it off watching it because it's three thousand years long. Um, and then last night I tried to persuade Mark to message you and ask if we could postpone and record tomorrow night <laughs> because I really didn't want to fucking watch it. And then I was like could say mark could just watch it while i'm at work on tuesday and then i'll just skip that bit i really really did not want to fucking watch this film a two and a half movie about someone suffering from ptsd is just not what i needed in my life right now um however i actually enjoyed quite a significant portion of it and it kind of flew by that portion um, I think we paused it at some point and we were like an hour and a half in and I was like, where the fuck has that all gone? And then it it wades into the pool of misery mm. and then just lolls about in there for the next 15 hours, it feels like. And the end of that film is the most draggy shit I've had to sit through. <laughs> And I hated it. And it and I hated it more because it actually did quite well with the first section of it. It it, it did it all right. And then once I think it's once he introduces her to drugs as well, isn't it? She introduces herself to drugs. She does, yeah. But it, I think it's once they're both <laughs> there, just just luxurious. I'm going to become a drug addict out of spite. That's basically it, yeah. Um yeah, I just I, it it, it it enjoys being miserable too much and I don't mind miserable films about drug addicts but then they have to have the courage of their convictions to not then go but it's still a happy ending yay and just continue with the misery and everyone dies that's how it should end but it, it doesn't it gives you this nice warm happy ending and it, it, it's like right okay so you made us sit through all that fucking misery and then you're just going to cop out at the end anyway is how it felt um, I thought Tom Holland was pretty good in it uh, for the most part. We, we did comment on his um, his wig choices or the choices that were made for him, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was some sartorial choices made there. The girl that played the girl, um, again, I don't think she was bad. I just don't think it helped the believability of it that she looked about 11. Yep. Because it made you feel like time was passing and in isolation... And she was getting younger somehow. Yeah. In isolation, Tom Holland did actually seem to be getting older looking. But then you saw him next to her and it's like, oh, look, they're still both babies. And it just, it pulls you out of it, I think. Almost like they were like 16-year-olds doing a school play. Yeah, basically, yeah. That is one of the single biggest flaws of this film. They just, not in a million years, did they 
I mean, Holland to some extent gets away with it, but still, you need to be casting older actors. You you need to be like especially or at least actors who look older. I mean, in her case, that yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. She is the least likely heroin addict I think I've ever seen on screen. Awfully healthy throughout addict doesn't she it's fucking ridiculous and you know i get it when when the, the first half of the film when it's basically a feature like adaptation of the music video for green days wake me up when september ends <laughs> it's it, you know I, I i think they get away with it because it's about young love mm. you know um and you know young love mixed with boom bang 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 but then as soon as the drug spiral starts it's like nope don't believe that for a second. Do not believe that did you shit yourself during a class and had to come home. I no, no. It, I, I just sorry, Bex, just jump in there, but that really, really bothered me. It bothered like, us as well, yeah. Sorry. Anyway, go on. Sorry. Uh, no. I don't really know what else there is to say about it, to be perfectly honest. There was little sort of quirky bits in it that I quite enjoyed at the time, but then we we were talking about it afterwards, weren't we? And I'll, I'll let you get on to that. And you, you did raise a good point. The um the bits about, like, the bank being called Shitty Bank and his doctor being called Doctor Whomever and stuff like that, I, I enjoyed them in the moment. But in hindsight, I do agree with Mark's point that I'm sure he will cover. Um, but, yeah... But I, I do feel like they just they made a decent enough film and then didn't stick the landing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Mark's, Mark's uh, shaking his head grumpily. So. I'd Mark, I forgot. I forgot to frame the start of the review with a question. So I will ask, why are you shaking your head grumpily? <laughs> um. This movie is so bad that it's actually making me dislike <laughs> Endgame, Civil War, and Infinity War more. <laughs> that is that is genuinely, and I am not just saying that as a joke off the bat, genuinely, it has made me go back and look at the whole canon of what the Russos did with Marvel and go, oh, they had fuck all to do with that, did they? It's a little bit that, isn't it? Yeah, this yeah. Is, this is apocalyptically badly directed. Either they literally just didn't give a shit and were just literally, whilst they're going, whilst what was going on, they were turning around and going to, to other people on set and going. So in Endgame, when this is going on, and then that, so it cut, it's fine, yeah. Uh, and then when the makeup department came out and went and went, does this wig look all right on him? Because we think it looks a bit shit, and they've gone. Yeah, it looks fine. So in Infinity War, what we did was, <laughs> and there's just some poor girl with two coffees going, look, which one was decaf and which one was double shot? I, I, they've gone cold now. I need to go and get more. It, it's, uh, I'll get on to the, the fucking, the, 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 the let's be cool and quirky bits in a second, yeah. right? Tom Holland is is not actually that. It, that's fine. The casting of that is fine in, in terms of that, except for the fact is that you can't cast a, a, a 23-year-old, right, 
in your Spider-Man movie because you can make him look 17. Mm. And then cast him in, in your your fucking PTSD drug movie and think that you can make him look like he's in his mid-20s. It doesn't work. He's badly cast. The girl is terribly cast and not very good. No matter what her IMDb page that says that she is one of the few actresses of her generation that can seamlessly flip between film and TV. I need to fucking see what else she's been in because I didn't recognise her at all. Nope. Um, it's... It is one of the. It, it, it's terribly written. It is one of the most immaturely directed movies I have seen in a long, long time, and that is me. The movies that I watch, and I think this is immature, right? Go if the if, if the Russos wanted to use their blank check from the Marvel stuff to go out there and make a a PTSD war movie that. That has that takes from what happened in Iraq and what happened in Mosul, and then takes it to the mixes in the uh, the opiates uh, problem they've got within the, the within the US. That's fine. Except they don't. They go straight onto heroin really fucking quickly. It's like <laughs> say, oh, ah, um, oh, I, I love money, I love money. Ah, oh, you, I, I'm gonna fucking take some of this. This is how he became heroin addict. Literally in the next scene. I thought I missed something. I thought I missed something. Yeah, yeah it literally, they, they go from, isn't this Molly great to pass me another fucking needle? And <laughs> uh, A, they don't seem like drug addicts at all. Um, the I think he, he pulls off drug addict better than she does. He does look a bit ropey at points. But, it just, it, it, but it, it's like they've it, gone with it's her. It's stock makeup, though. Mm. It, and it's just like, and it's just, Little bits of twitches and it, it, it all just feels so obvious. And I, I compared it now loosely, and this isn't comparing the movies yeah. here, but comparing the uh, age profiles. So we watched what we were watching. I'll, I'll get away now. We watched Platoon again, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Now Platoon is dealing with the effects of war and and how that affects a young man, right? Charlie Sheen's three years younger in that movie than Tom Holland is here, but looks ten years older. Not only that, the Russos are a decade older than Oliver Stone was when he made Platoon. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to make a serious fucking movie and throwing in quips like Mm -hmm. shitty bank and things like that. And it's like, right, you're not serious about this, are you? This world doesn't doesn't affect you, so you're not fucking serious about it. You're having a laugh, but trying to make a serious movie at the same time. The, the thing, yeah. and the, the, the thing that bothered me about that is that, I, I, I think you're alluding to this, but the fact that they, they don't have anything to say with that. It's... Yeah. Okay, fine. So, but like, are the banks like fucking the characters over? Well, no, they try and fuck the banks over. You know, and I'm not saying I'm on, on like the side of big business or anything like that. But if oh, you're going to. that one that, bit where they wouldn't let him cash his check. That was the banks being the baddies. But it was like, essentially, because he started insulting the staff and got kicked yeah. out. Yeah. It's like. 
Well, yeah, probably fair enough then. You know, I it, it's if they if they would, you know, with Fight Club, say, like they're they're using um all all this kind of like satire of things for a point. With Cherry, it feels like pure kind of like eye candy, and it's because like there's not a single visual flourish that the Russos don't use during the course of this bloody film. You know, like it, it is ADHD adult to fuck. Um, and yeah, sorry, Mark. I just again, and because that particularly bothered me as well. But just there are moments in it where it works. I think the the kind of the boot camp sequence, everything where he's in the army, I think actually works quite well. And the the traumatic incident that he suffers is genuinely it is like yeah i could see how that would fuck you up like but then as soon as he starts taking the drugs it's none of that it is just a drug spiral movie and incredibly derivative yeah it's not even a good drug spiral movie because i i thought what it what it was going to do was it was going to show ptsd and then show the problem about america's uh prescription drug problem but and and i was i was i was interested in in yeah. that. I thought I was executing it poorly, but I was interested in that. And then it's nope, they just become heroin addicts. Yeah, if and, it's stuck with the oxy and the fact that it's 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 basically like a blue collar, white collar collar yeah. drug, that yeah. would have been quite an interesting story. The fact that he goes to the doctors and they're basically prescribing what he's been taking illegally, that, that would have been a much more interesting it, angle yeah, yeah. than just ah fuck it heroin heroin they use needles though that looks way more gritty let's let's do heroin yeah and it, it just I, I i completely lost train with it by that point mm. because even then it didn't even it, it's like they went oh look how miserable it is it's like it doesn't seem that miserable you know it doesn't mm. it just doesn't um and and then when fucking when Jack Rayner turned up, I was like, fucking really? Really? You're going to cast Jack Rayner in the most Jack Rayner of roles? Do we know him from something else then? He just, he, he's basically stock default douchebag. And he's very good at it. He plays like a preppy bro douchebag very well. He does. He is the highlight of this And movie. he does. And he's brilliant. And I would prefer to watch his movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, I think that that would be funny. And it would be quite cool. But then even he turns into just like there's a point where he's, where literally Tom Holland basically just bullies him into um, into helping him rob a bank, and it's like, and when did the when did the development of that character go to him robbing a bank? And then you've got the big the big fucking bad dude who's in the car. What's he called? The Black or something like that. Mr. Black. Mr. Black. And then we never it, what he doesn't have anything. Does he? He just wants he, his money back. He just, but he's not even an interesting character. If I kill character. you, I won't get my money back. But it's like, well, you look at it going, going, the Russos could have cast somebody fucking cool in that role. Mm. And it's like, they, they don't even have the, they didn't even have the interest in this to actually do anything interesting with that character. Mm. And it, it just to, I think I've kind of probably made my opinion plain anyway, but I, I thought it was interesting Becky saying about the ending just kind of going on from the moment he walks out of that bank <laughs> yeah. to, like, you know, on. I'm like, 
please don't end with him cleaning up and then she's out there waiting for him please don't do that and then it does that and it's like yeah. right well done you have completely completely unearned that ending like are we supposed to feel like am i supposed to feel like i'm on this guy's side yeah. like how like yes he's been through terrible shit in the war but since he's come back he's done nothing but terrible things and he's barely tried to get any help and the the thing is his character just went down the toilet for me the moment that the like the girl when she's nearly dead and the mum's like you need to stay away from her and then he's like i need to stay away from you well i want to be with you no i need to stay away i'm bad i'm gonna do drugs anyway without you all right then as soon as that happens, it's like, no, I'm, 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 I'm very, very, very out. So for the film to end in that way that it does, and not with, like, you know, you've got, like, the kind of the montages, it's going through the prison through the years, and you don't get any context for why any of that stuff's happening. It's just, right, it goes to prison, it starts off in some sort of group, and then he's working in the prison, and now he's leading the group, yeah. and now he's got a tash, yeah. And now he's out on parole. It, it's no, it, just, no. As well, you've got two lead characters that you really don't like. Like, she's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's she's an unsympathetic character throughout the fucking entire thing. The whole thing is because she decides to be a bit of a knob, um, which isn't. Div- developed at all there might be more of a story behind why she decided to be a knob and decide to what is it but then she decides to be a knob so he joins the army which is a bit like all right mate that's a bit of a reaction (laughs) (laughs) and then she decides to not be a knob but he's still got to go to the army and then rather than helping him sort of you know rather than supporting him and helping him get over this addiction that he's developed she decides to, what, become a drug addict out of spite. It, you're almost watching it going, I mean, there's a part of me that goes, you, you know, I, and she keeps getting him to go and rob banks to get more money to get more skag. You're kind of going, I kind of hope you both do die. I think the, the vibe that they're trying to go for is she's been driven to, right, well, if you're going to do it, I'm going to do it to cope with you being a fucking nightmare kind of vibe. Like she's been really through the ringer with him, but it's not developed enough. No, it ain't. It's just like, do you know, all right, well, I'll do him too then, you fucking fucker. Do you know why? Because all the way through the production of the movie, the Russo brothers were telling everybody on set stories about Marvel. Um, it's the was, only explanation. What I was going to say before as well is, like I said, with the Tom Holland character when they're when they're supposed to be heroin addicts, there's there is you know, there is a bit of a kind of, there's been an effort to make him look a little bit shitty and a bit like a drug addict. He's got bags under his eyes, his hair's a bit straggly, blah, blah, blah. A cursory effort, but a, a slight, you know. Yeah, there. literally, like, they've put the wig on, made him up and gone, right, look fine, and then just put the hand on the wig and then just gone, and just tilted it slightly to a side and gone, perfect. Ruffle, 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 <laughs> off you go. But with her, it's like they've gone, oh, she's she's meant to be a heroin addict. Should we, should we make her hair a bit greasy and, like, make her look a bit rough? And they've gone... No. we've cast her because she's pretty <laughs> no you leave her face alone but she's meant to be a heroin addict this is completely unrealistic pretty girl yes. no and that's it 
that's the conversation. Yeah, the, 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 at no point did they decide to try and shoot the scene where she shits herself. <laughs> I would have been hilarious. That, that is not that that did not end up on the cutting room floor. Given the maturity level of this movie, though, they they should have had a, a scene in with at least one of them shitting themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. Apparently, Apple paid nearly fifty million dollars for this, <laughs> and they got played. And it's like, budget it lit- forty million dollars. Yeah. I mean, it lit really. Yeah. Fucking. Hell. I mean, literally. It feels like the Russos just shopped it around and said, it's us and it's Tom Holland. How much do you want to bid? And Apple have just gone, oh, uh, 50 million. You know, just like <laughs> think of a number and go with it. And, then, you know, and you know, it's like um, in, um, oh, God, Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet. When they're on eBay and they think the objective is to just get the like think of the highest number, it, it it's almost like that was that, that that was what Apple were doing here. I mean, like between that and Amazon paying a hundred million dollars for coming to America, it's like these these production companies are making out like fucking bandits at the moment. And it's like I get that these things are loss leaders, but how how do Apple think that they're going to drive subscribers by going, hey, we've got that harrowing two and a half hour long drug addict drama starring Spider-Man? I mean, <laughs> it literally is that. It's like, what are the reviews like? I haven't watched it. Uh, Anthony started showing us behind the set photos of Robert Downey Jr. and we completely forgot to watch it. It, oh, no, it was what, great. What happened was... Being obsessed with... Because that's the only thing that can explain how bad this movie is. No, no, no the, 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 the show reel to sell this was just the deleted scenes from Endgame. It is, yeah, it's the blooper reel from Endgame. And then just said, that just said at the end of it was just that shitty poster that fucked up. And it just said, coming 2021. It, I mean, yeah, I, frankly, I've been talked down to a definitely shit on this. I was touching cloth. Don't get me wrong. I was not definitely not shit, but I've agreed with absolutely everything Mark has said. It's I don't hate it. It's one of those movies, one of those rare movies where I where I can say to everybody that is listening, we've watched it, so you don't have to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I almost turned it off last night and was like, I'm going to have to do the last half hour tomorrow morning. Like, I just can't deal with this. It's such an ill-timed, like, no one wants to see this. Nope. Who wants to spend two and a half hours watching this now? No. No, it, it's... It's... It, it, it's shit. I, 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 am, I am very shit on it. I give it I give it two and a half stars, and I actually talked myself down to, like, fucking just knocking it right down. I don't give it two and a half stars, because I think it's... I think it's it, 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 there's very few movies that are worse than two and a half stars, but I think Cherry might be one of them. So I think I might have to change mine. I, th- I think I'm going down to a two. It's Tom Holland tries his best, you know. Um, and like I said, I think the war, like the in the army and war sequences, that like half hour, 40 minutes or so, I thought was all right. 
thought I thought that was I I thought that was decent. But I yeah, I wasn't that massive a fan of the stuff beforehand. Just the the whole I'm gonna go to Montreal like to get away from you. What like why? Because I said I love you. Like what the fuck? And then actually no, I'm gonna come back to you. Oh, I've joined the army. I just like I know this is based <laughs> on true life, but surely that's not how it fucking played out. Right. When, when, when the best bit of your movie is a guy wandering over randomly and going, hey, do you want me to punch this guy in the dick? When that is the best bit of the movie, when he offers to punch that guy in the dick twice and it yeah. is two and a half hours long, then, yeah. You've got issues. You've got yeah. issues. That was a good bit. Yeah. I was actually kind of hoping he would punch in the dick, to be honest. Oh, that poor guy was just trying to look after Just because it would be funny. Just for, for that reason alone. No, sorry. The funniest bit was when the drill sergeant, for no reason at all, punched him in the dick. <laughs> punched him in the dick, was yeah. the funniest moment in the movie. Best foot, five out of five. If it's just that little shot there, five out of five, give it all the awards. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's fair. Because that Bex, was... Where are you? I, I was going to say, Bex, where were you with it? I want to be generous and say touching cloth because it's a new film that we got to see and it's new and it's new. But that would be being generous. I think it's shit. It is shit. Yeah. Well, our audience poll was definitely not shit 8%. Touching cloth 23%. Shit 46%. And Geostorm 23%. I could, yeah, it's just all over the place, isn't it? But leaning negative, I could see that. CS3P Combat Player 1, choose your character Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? Stronger. Player 2, choose your character While you're in luck Punter Round 1, fight Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker vs. Punter podcast featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England, who enjoy their media in very different ways. But anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet. The plot. I mean, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. So join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives. Double KO. Round 2. Fight! You can find us at csvsp.libson.com, also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts can be found. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I just, just getting confirmation. It's just in That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this on? Have you ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? Putting four and five-year-olds in front of this movie, it's like, if they didn't know what death was before this, they're going to know it after it. They're going to know it after it, and they're going to be freaking terrified. And they're going to be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold, dead heart? Yeah, the Dark Knight has got all the orphans, and like, oh no, we're going to die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, it's like, kill them. Then look no further, the His Film Her Movie podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film-related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I'm, I'm going to do my one what I've watched and then turn it over to you guys. And I'm going to like settle in and put my put. I, I, honestly, I think I might get my dressing gown on and just snuggle in and just listen to you guys talk. So I'm quite looking forward to it. Um, so um, I'll just say that my other one was a film I was talking about catching up on last week. Uh, Rocks. So uh, it's directed by Sarah Gavron. Um and this has been getting BAFTA nominations all over the shop. It's on Netflix now. Um, I will say for the first half hour, 40 minutes, I was really struggling. Really, really struggling. Um, so stars Bucky Backray as um, a schoolgirl who uh, lives with her mum and her uh, younger brother. Uh, one day, the mum just leaves them some money and says, I can't cope. I need to... I need to have some time to myself and fucks off and just leaves them to it. And can you do that? Well, she does. Um, they're not <laughs> nice. They're not bad kids or anything, you know, like it just seems like the mum's got some issues and uh, it's basically the girl rocks uh, trying to look after her brother um, while also living her teenage kid life while also, trying to hide from social services um and yeah i i i've gone on with it better in in its second half um i'll i'll say that um bucky backray who was nominated for best actress at the baftas is great um she's really really personable and you want you you know you do want her and her little brother to be okay um and that that's really that i mean that's very important for this film like that you warm to them and you do um it, it, it it's a slot it, but it's it's weird it's a film that's got got quite like a definite plot but is also a bit of a slice of life film so it's like there's this antagonistic character who comes into it who then turns friendly then there's there's a bit of bother and then she fucks off she's never mentioned again you're waiting for her to come back because the last time she's on screen th- there's a bit of well shit something is going to happen here and then it doesn't um the, the the like the cover image of the film on netflix is rocks and her friends all looking down at the camera and, and it looks like the poster from the movie halls it does it does the shia labeouf classic yeah uh, no you're right it does um and like her friends are in it sporadically but you don't really get well why the fuck are they on the poster and then suddenly they're really in it the last 15 20 minutes but i don't it didn't really feel like that whole kind of like oh this is about teenage girls being together vibe of the marketing i didn't really get that for like at least the first hour of the film um so you know, I'm, I, I, it's it, not a bad film in the fucking slightest. It, 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 it's, it, you know, it, it did take a while for me to click with it. I thought the ending was fine, um, but I am a little bit. What's that doing? Getting as many nominations as it is then. I. I, you know, you're not quite getting why it's yeah. 
I yeah, I I think it's one that frankly the jury nominate if 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 the overall BAFTA membership was nominating, this would not be getting a fucking look in. So I'm in a way I'm glad that a jury has uh selected the films for nomination but at the, and, and and this film will get more i mean i probably wouldn't have watched it if it wasn't for the for the bafta nomination so that element of it has worked but i wish i liked it more you know um and i wish it well but i d- don't see it winning anything um but it's fine it's fine you know uh seven out of ten but, watch it, but don't rush to watch it. Yeah, I mean that—that's it, you know. And I mean, like, if I—I I felt like I was expanding my horizons, especially with what I've been watching in lockdown. With watching this, it feels authentic, you know. And it um, and it—it—it it, it just, despite the fun look of it, there was a little bit of eating your vegetables. So, yeah. There you go. At least for me. But the little brother, he was he was fucking brilliant, actually. He was really good. I, I enjoyed him. Um, but yeah, no, like I say, that's it for me this week. So I am literally going to put my dressing gown on because I'm getting a little bit cold and I'm going to settle in for some what we've been watching. Uh, how do you guys want to do this? What you been watching first, Beck? As in on my own. On your lonesome. I... I'll do my lonesomes and then we'll do a junt. Okay. I think I've only watched one through to the end on... on no, no, that's a lie. Fucking liar. <laughs> um, so, I watched um, the movie House. Yes, you did. House is batshit. House is batshit. Fucking, fucking beautiful Scarlet. It's fucking great. Um, yeah, I th- I, the story made more sense this time around, though. Because, um, like, I got more of the... I think in the when I first watched it, it was just like, what what the fuck is going on? Whereas this time it was like, oh, she's a witch and she's killing them to kind of get the life force, and that's why she keeps getting like younger seeming, and then she takes over that. Right, okay. But there's also that bit with the severed head in the well that bites that girl's bottom, um, and the big old cat painting. It's it's a fucking joy. Is is house? It's great. It's daft but it's, it's really fun, daft. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I loved it. And then um, I decided because it's on, on Disney Plus and because that's just where I go now for movies if I'm sat on my own. Not House, obviously. That was on... Arrow? Movie. Movie, was it? Mm. Um, but yeah, um, the movie Nightwatch. Oh, yes. Um, directed by Tima Bekambatov, who I got a little bit obsessed with for a minute there after the Nightwatch and Daywatch movies came out. You did actually a little bit, yeah, yes, didn't yeah. you? He wanted, didn't he? Wanted, yeah. 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 Um, which is not as good as the Nightwatch and Daywatch movies. Um, still makes me sad that they never made Twilight Watch. Yeah, that wasn't. But yeah, I think I got obsessed with the books because the books are fucking great. Better than the films. But the films the films are really good as well um just like i think with it being like it, it it's like it's a russian movie obviously and it's um 
it's that same kind of supernatural shit that you'd maybe get but I think there's a bit of self-seriousness going on with sci-fi movies at the moment that I mean Nightwatch is from a long time ago it was made in 2004 but even so I think I think it's got like um it, it just really leans into what it's doing without without being mocky which I think some of the sillier sci-fi movies that are made over here and like American ones if they if they're going with something that feels a bit off the wall they'll make it a bit silly whereas Nightwatch doesn't do that it takes its content quite seriously but without being like stodgy I think a lot of the action scenes got ripped off as well yeah Um, I'm fairly certain that the, the that the, there's a flip truck in it, isn't there? Yeah, that's really And good. the flipped truck literally became like an action trope for like the mm. mid to late noughties. Mm. And I'm, I'm fairly certain that was like one of the first to fucking do it in a way that they did. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of, they break, flip, and then land on their wheels and carry on going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just really, really, really good. I wish it had kind of got more traction. And I wish... Um, Bekambatov had done more. Bekambatov, sorry. <coughs> don't want to butcher his name. I'm not you. Um, hey. <laughs> but yeah, um, what else did he do though? Like he did. Oh, not God. a lot. He just literally just disappeared. That was it though. What? Abraham Lincoln, vampire hunter. Like, what the fuck? Abraham man? fucking Lincoln is a line from that film. Yeah, nice. it is. I, I, I didn't dislike it. I didn't come right, back, but I, I thought it was fine. I have to watch that then. Ben-Hur. Yeah, he did Ben-Hur. Yeah, he did the remake of Ben-Hur. Yeah, incredible Fair. scenes. Fair play to him. But Nightwatch and Daywatch are magnificent, so I've got I've got Daywatch to watch next, and I'm very much looking forward to it, and then I'm going to read all three books. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, with the exception of the, um, the Snyderverse stuff that I watched on my own, I think mm-hmm. there was one that I watched on my own, uh, but if you want to list past nine of those bit, then head across to the Pod Syndicate bonus feed. Um, oh well, I also watched The Hobbit, so if you want to listen to my thoughts on The Hobbit. Oh, ah. where, where, where could you head? Uh, you could you could head on to Pod Syndicate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so weirdly, right? Do you remember when um, when Disney Plus announced that they released that, that Star was getting added to um, to, to, to Disney Plus, and they, yeah. there was essentially there was that Star, wasn't there? It was made up of all of the names of like the movies and the TV shows, shit like that, that were going to be on it. Um, I remember somebody pointed out and went, "Really? Stakeout's quite big in that. Who's looking forward to watching Stakeout?" And it's like me, because I watch <laughs> it like once a year, <laughs> and this is this makes it easier to watch. So I watched Stakeout again, because um, yeah. For me, this is like a genuine classic, and I think it's like literally for me and Dean Darley, um, who is I think is still a long-term listener of the show. Um, I, I think that, that there's just me and him that keep watching this movie. So clearly, there's somebody going every time looking on Netflix. This Stakeout movie does really well. No, nope, it's just me and Dean watching it repeatedly. Um, <laughs> it, it, Stakeout is, is a very very fun movie. It's a very much a movie of of its time of like the late 80s in, in that in terms of the comedy and the way that the comedy bounces around within it but it's it's there it's on star it's under two hours long it's 
Amelia Estevez and Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus playing almost like a like a womanizer. She's a very horny man, is what he's playing. <laughs> um, and Madeline Stowe being just really hot. For some reason, Aidan Quinn going through that period with Aidan Quinn where he was trying to be a badass and he's not very good at it because he he, he looks quite soft. Um, but yeah, Stakeout is a lot of fun. Then you've got the sequel to Stakeout, which is another Stakeout, which I haven't watched yet, but I will watch again soon. Which, I'll talk about that then, but it's got like Dennis Farner and Rosie O'Donnell in it, and it's just fucking mad. <laughs> but yeah, that's what we watched. So what should we get into the, the ones we watched t- together, Bex? Let's do it. What, where should we start? We watched Treasure Planet, didn't we? Nice. Which Ian spoke about last week. Uh, really sweet, really entertaining, really fun. It's, it's fucking great, to be honest. I it, it, It's like peak Disney for me. Like There's not an awful lot that I feel genuine, genuine affection for. And Treasure Planet is, is one of them. I think the, like you said last week, Ian, the um, relationship between, um, oh God, what's the main fucking character called? Jim and uh, oh. John Silver is it, just kind of lovely. And it's yeah, like it's this, this little thread of you know, this boy that's been abandoned by his father and never really had that kind of father figure thing, finding one and it really affecting him. But it's not not done in a heavy-handed way. I don't... It never feels really kind of jammed in your face. Look, look, he's a father figure. Look, look. It's just... He's nice to him and he's an adult male person to have in his life. And it's like... I just... I, I, I think for a film as surface unsubtle and unnuanced as it is it actually has some kind of it's got a lot more depth i think than than it's given credit for yeah and morph's amazing i love i love morph i want more yeah i want morph that is morph. solid yeah uh so what else did we watch we also watched atlantis didn't we we did but we were going to joint review this because ian was supposed to watch it so do you want to wait on that until uh, next week I completely forgot that I agreed to do that. Well, we'll wait. We'll, we'll, we'll do that when Ian watches it in the next few weeks. Oh, my apologies, guys. Yeah, okay. It, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll hang on to that one. Yeah. Okay. But it's good. So what else did we watch, Bex? We watched Waitress. Hmm. I don't know how I felt about Waitress on rewatch. The Kerry Russell? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's an odd one, isn't it? I felt I left the film feeling quite conflicted, to be honest, because it's it's essentially it's a viewpoint that you very <sighs> rarely get to see in movies, which is uh, an extramarital affair from the point of view of the people involved rather than the people that are affected by it, if that makes sense. And it's presented as this nice, warm romance movie, but it's not really. So it, I, I don't know when when I first watched it, I think I was too distracted by the pie porn. Yeah, there's not enough pie porn in there. No. I, I remember there being more pie porn. There's a lot I of pie know. porn to start off with, mm. and it just becomes a little bit. It it, it becomes like icky, mm. but not in an icky way. Mm. Like it's it's trying to get you to root for these two people that are doing this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and 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 I think that's what. I came out the other side of it thinking, I don't know what I think of that. Yeah, it's it, like, there's not a lot of good people in it. 
but none of them are, are, are in, apart from her husband, are actually bad people. He's just fucking weird, isn't he? Jeremy's sister, yeah. Um, yeah, and then you told me the fucking traumatic story about Adrian Shelley, which has been haunting me since. Mm. Yeah, not like that. No, I didn't, I didn't know any of that. No, I probably could have broke it to you in a better way. Yeah. Yeah, you fucking could instead of reading out a fucking Wikipedia entry. No, because you said, how did she die? When I said, she's dead now. Uh, and I laughed, thinking, no, she's fucking not. And then, no, no, really, she is. And then read it all out. And I was like, and it, it just, I think my mouth and my eyes got wider and wider as you went through. Know. Fucking yeah. awful, awful story. Yeah, it's not nice. No, it's not. And she, the only thing is, it, it's, it's actually a well-made film and she's really good in it. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't think that's the awful thing. I think the awful thing is her being, like, murdered. Well, yeah, that's the awful thing. Husband and child. What I'm saying is, is, is that for the bigger faults, things than film for the faults, me, the faults the film has, none of them are her. Oh no, 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 and, and I think it's, it's uh, yeah, I think it's trying to make you feel a little bit uncomfortable and trying to to make you sort of question like how you feel about their relationship. Yeah, I think it achieves in what it's trying to do. I just think what it's trying to do is make you feel uncomfortable, and it does. Maybe it was a simpler time than the, the, the mid noughties. I mean it definitely was a simpler time. Yeah. Um, I missed the noughties. We watched another movie from the mid noughties from a simpler time. Well, I think you have to give some context to this because we will do these first and then get to the one that started it all. Well the one that started it all really was that we watched Justice League together didn't we for your Schneiderverse thing? Schneider? Schneider. Yeah. Um, And then it was like right Obviously, the, the the next logical choice is a palate cleanser for that fucking film is to watch a good Zack Snyder movie, comic book movie, and watch The Watchmen, yeah. which we will get to. But then we went down a, this dark comic book shit, it's amazing. Let's just keep doing this. So then we watched, which one was that? Oh, well, then, then we watched fucking Max Payne. <laughs> yeah. I got muddled up and kept seeing it on Star, on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. And thinking it was a different film and wanted to watch that film, but forgot that Max Payne wasn't that film. Yeah, so we watched Max Payne. <laughs> oh, it's laughably shit, isn't it? Yeah. What the fuck is Marky Mark doing in that? Like, what? It's. Is... <laughs> I'm guessing you, I, I think you have seen Max Payne in. Uh, yeah, like in the cinema <laughs> once. It. It might be one of the worst made movies I have ever seen. In terms of, like, yeah. just it's really badly made. That's mm. fucking ugly as well, isn't the, it? Yeah, it is horrendous looking. There's a bit where Matt Wahlberg is running and he jumps to jump through a door, right? And the shot you're seeing it is from side on, right? And as the shot from him jumping through the door, so you're getting side on, and obviously the next shot is going to be a quick cut to him coming through the other side of the door. Literally, he's about to hit the floor, and then the quick cut and him going through the door, he's like halfway up the door. And you watch it going, how did you cut that and think, yep, that looks all right. Right, can I just raise a point? Because I watched this movie thinking, why the fuck have they got him dressed in that horrific outfit? The black tactile neck, the fucking awful cheap-looking leather coat. Yeah. 
uh, do you know what? It's a comic book adaptation. Clearly, it's because the character in the comics wears that. He fucking doesn't. If you Google it's image... It's a game. Oh, is it a game? Well, still, he doesn't. If you Google images, it shirt and tie, white shirt and tie and a suit, white T-shirt, black trousers, jacket. Never is he wearing a cheap-looking leather coat and an ugly black turtleneck. There, there is literally a point where Max Payne is essentially there is basically a warrant out for his arrest in questioning for, for a murder of a police officer then max Payne literally walks into a police station walks by all the police officers who are basically telling him they're going to arrest him and then locks himself in said police officer that he's supposed to have murdered's office and starts just rifling through stuff and it's like somebody would have stopped him somebody would have stopped him it's yeah it's a terrible 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 movie it's not a this is so bad it's good kind of could be fun movie it's just just bad what movie did you think it was becky so then we worked out that the movie that i thought it was was the punisher yeah because thematically the traumatic death of the family then following on to the revenge thing is where i got muddled up yep so then we watched the punisher yep punisher's fucking great punisher's fucking brilliant brutal though oh my god that bit where his fucking family get mown down is awful it's It's just awful and yeah and then yeah which one we talking sorry what's that which punisher were we talking the 2004 thomas jane one right yeah yeah um yeah it, it do you know what it's just really good as a as a revenge flick it's really good the the setup for that revenge is um you know, fucking justified. Awful. Um, even John Travolta's kind of good in it. It, it. It's Travolta in that that early noughties thing where literally he was he he was still trading off the grace of um, you know like things like face off and bits like that, but yeah. it was starting to run out a little bit, and he was just still fucking cashing checks. Uh, but yeah he's he's fun in this um and he seems to be having a really good time uh in it Travolta, and i quite like that about his performance in it i liked uh laura harring in it as well as the as essentially like the mob wife I as the trophy does wife, really, yeah. really well with that role yeah and um, the fact that, 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 that he gets vindictive towards her because he finds out that it's her fault <laughs> yeah that she's the biggest arsehole in the movie yeah um but yeah, it's, it's like a precursor to everything that we've got now from Marvel. I, I genuinely think it's it's a it's a really fun revenge thriller. Yeah, you've got that you've got that added layer as well, which I think Marvel do quite well, which is having some humorous characters in there and like his his housemates essentially yeah. <laughs> that live in the other flats in the house that he live in. They provide some provide some warmth and they provide a little bit of comic relief as well. But then you've got the bit like where um, the most consigliere looking consigliere in the Will world have. yeah, yeah. Um, is like torturing poor Andrew off Buffy. I don't know what his real name is. Um, and like... It's Ben Foster. Fuck, is it Ben Foster? Yeah. God, it is, yeah. Not Andrew off Buffy. Oh, his character name's Spacker Dave. I don't like that. <laughs> On yeah. IMDb. Spacker Dave. Spacker Dave. Wow, wait. I'm not comfortable with that. Um, 
But yeah, and they're torturing him and pulling the stuff out of his face, and he doesn't fucking give in, and he's just like. But then you've got the. And, he, and afterwards, he's like, I didn't, I didn't say anything, and it's like, oh my god. But then you've got the, before that, you've got the great fight where Kevin Nash turns up as a man named the Russian, and you've got a really fun, amusing fight sequence. Yeah. Uh, in it. Oh, some of Thomas Jane's fucking facial expressions during that, like, you can almost hear the blah, blah, blah kind of noise. <laughs> it, is, it does nice. almost become a little bit fucking Three Stooges um, yeah. within it. It's a great time as the Punisher. It is, yeah. It's really, really good. And I'm so sorry that I made you sit through Max Payne because I got muddled up. I did wonder why you kept on suggesting Max Payne. <laughs> because clearly... Let's watch Max Payne, I'm thinking. No. No. Why would you want to watch fucking Max Payne? Because clearly I'm a fucking idiot. We also rewatched Gross Point Blank. Yeah, we did. Didn't we? Yeah, it's oh, good as Gross Because it's fucking brilliant. It's ridiculously entertaining. Just, it's Mini Driver being just unbelievably adorable, fun and quirky and um, holding her own within it. Um, but then you've also got Dan Aykroyd playing... A almost like a comic book character. There's a moment in that where he stands up and starts shooting two guns. Yeah. Um, that you are looking at going, Ackroyd is having so much fucking fun with it. You, you look at going, going, I wish I could approach my entire life with the amount of fucking fun and vigour that Dan Ackroyd is approaching this movie with. That scene in the cafe is, is just excellent. Yeah, it's... It, it's mad. Just I remember when this came out, and it was like it was like the sleeper hit of that summer. I don't know. I've used that phrase twice in this. What is it? But it's like all of a sudden it was like this movie was everywhere, mm. and it was so it was huge. This movie, and it was like it, it, it was one of the, the the last sort of big um, sort of VHS rental classics. Passed me by. I'm not gonna lie. What was it? Ninety seven. Yeah. I was in 14, I was still in my horse girl phase. They were completely fucking passed me by. I was very much in my uh, horse the, the, boy the phase. phase. You're still in, film, film mark phase. I was very much in the, the, the film mark phase and the, isn't John Cusack just fucking great? And Mini Driver, there's something weird about it, but it all works. John Cusack is great though. He's a bit odd now. Uh, we spoke about it earlier. We watched Platoon, didn't we? Um, I love Platoon. Platoon looks amazing in 4K, uh, and it gets better every time I watch it. And it's already pretty fucking damn good. Tom Berenger is terrifying in mm. that movie. Um, and we also watched Watchmen, didn't we? Who the wa- ultimate cut. Who watches the Watchmen? <laughs> we do. Yeah. Who on a Friday night decided, do you know what? Let's watch three and a half hours. Of- you agreed to watch it on a Saturday night when you thought it was six hours long, so it was pleasant. A surprise for you that it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it. Oh, I love the Watchmen. I love it. It is. It is the the the, the three and a half hour ultimate cut that has the black for it as sort of spliced in between it yeah. and has the expen- the extended scenes within it, etc. It, it is. I think if you're a fan of the the book. Mm. Um, it is so faithful to the book as well. With exception. The ending changes a little bit, doesn't it? But then the end, they had to kind of change the ending. Mm. Um, but it's it's perfectly cast, mm. Mm. Uh, and there's so many. It's 
it's fearful without ever just without ever feeling like it is just a flickable version of the the comics. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's. But it does feel like kind of what if if when you're reading a book, you get like a moving picture in your head. Mm. Feels like what that would look like. It does, yeah. And, and then you've also got the. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is absolutely amazing as the comedian. Yeah, you've got the you know the, the, the complexities of all these uh, of these characters and the fact that it's I mean the whole thing is literally what would what would how how would this work if literally if uh, if superheroes existed but none of them had superpowers you know the fact that it paints them as being like pseudo celebrities. Um, and that obviously governments would use them uh, for their own ends. That if one of them did have superpowers, he wouldn't be like Superman and um, and essentially form a kinship with with humanity. He would just lose his humanity because he's not. It, why would that bother him? Yeah. Um, yeah. Why would he give a fuck? You know, Rorschach being essentially a right wing nut job before right wing nut jobs became a big thing before they became unvogue, Um Makes sense. Um, and you know the the whole imagery of you know Rorschach, everything has to be black and white. Mm. And you know the the mixed message in there. It, it's it, it, Alan Moore is such a clever writer um, that Schneider basically doesn't try and take over that, and he just uses the intelligence that's already there, and he makes it look. Mm. great mm. Um, and run from there it, it really is fantastic if you are and the three and a half hour version fucking flies by yeah it really does actually yeah uh, I, was, I was surprised at how how, how quickly it, it moved and how how engaging it really is and we've seen it a number of times but it still it still maintains that that level of just being just ridiculously watchable so let's nice. see how next week four hours of <laughs> something <laughs> <laughs> do you know what though because like we watched we watched justice league um and it kind of made me think fucking i am really not feeling this snide quit if it's just going to be lots of this but longer I'm, I'm not really on board with that and then watching watchmen and seeing what he can do i think has made me more excited for it. and obviously the the, the buzz on um, Snyder Cut is overwhelmingly positive, I think. Yeah, it seems to be so far. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yep, that was, that was, that was it. That was what we watched, wasn't it? That was it, yeah. Good stuff, guys. No, nice. Um, okay, Mark, let's have some Twitter questions. Let me just get them up on my old tappy device. Right. Um, Lex Eisenberg, uh, Mark was easy. Um, apart from your uh, WhatsApp group, mates, uh, which are the first two critics do you look at for a film review? Uh, probably uh, David Eric, uh, Indy Wyatt, and Peter Bradshaw. But I have enjoyed a couple of YouTube critics lately. I don't really. I don't really read reviews often. Um, no, it's not bad. Um, I wouldn't say. Um, I don't know. Uh, Matt Singer, 
Um, I like um, from Screen Crush. Um, I think David Ehrlich's a good shout. Um, David a good shout, yeah. He's interesting. I, I like I like the guy. Um, he, he's he's got some wild thoughts on some things. Um, very good at uh, video game critiquing as well. Actually, he um, he did a really really good bit on Death Stranding. It was like thousands of words long when that came out. Um, with yeah uh, uh, yeah David Ehrlich definitely. Um, yeah Matt Singer, David Sims who um, co-host of Blank Check, but he writes for the Atlantic. He's he's good. Um, like UK people, um, I've got a lot, a lot of time for Amon Warman from Empire. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he's he's good people. Um, uh, Clarice uh, Lowry, um, she, I, I think uh, the independent she's at at the moment is great. I know he only said two though, so I, I should probably shut up. But um, Alfred, um, Gary McAnachy in there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I think he's uh, don't always agree with uh, him uh, on movies. I agree, I agree with him more often than not. Um, but I, I, I like him uh, as, a, as a writer. I always think he's he's very he, he puts his his points across really really well. Uh, and uh, also as well, he's a really nice guy as well. So that helps. And you can actually if you if he's one of those except you know friends on Twitter. I think I've met him. I think I met him once or twice. Thing as well. Um, but he's somebody that you can have a conversation with about a film, even if you don't both like it, or if you both don't agree on it, hmm. and without it descending into, well, you're fucking wrong, and I'm right. And I think that's pretty fucking cool. Um, I, I tend to... Um, I don't read reviews before I watch a movie, because I think that that, that, that can influence... It's, two reasons. One, I don't want spoilers. Uh, I don't want to expect something to happen. And two, I think it can influence my viewing of the movie. I prefer going cold. But I often go back and read things afterwards, uh, is what I would say on that. So I don't tend to read yeah. reviews before, beforehand, because I just I find it, it can cloud me uh, for that there. Uh, but yeah, YouTube is becoming a, a better thing for stuff like this. Um, and podcasts, um, you know, I still listen to a decent amount of podcasts. Mm. And I will... Um, I'm more likely to, to, to watch something if I've heard somebody referencing it on, on a lot of it or something like that. Yeah, there's been, I mean, not specific people, um, so it doesn't really answer the question, but there's been a few recently where I've seen other people watching them, like, on Instagram and stuff like that. It'll be um, a picture of the fucking cover or whatever and then re-watching and it'd be like, I think I think Nightwatch was already, as an example, already on my radar to watch because I'd seen it was on Disney Plus and then somebody had watched it and put it on there. And I think, fucking hell, yeah, I forgot I was going to watch that. And and stuff like that, I'll kind of, but not in, yeah. The, I only I only follow people whose opinion I have a relative amount of respect for. So if, they, if they're on there and they're saying it's good, then I'll kind of go off that. Yeah. So there we go. In fact, my Instagram people <laughs> could be my answer. Um... Rickin, I reckon, um, was watching some of Ash uh, versus the Evil Dead. Yes, it's TV, I know, but it had probably the best choice of music for one scene I can think of. Therefore, my question is, what do you think are the best choice slash choices uh, of song slash music for a particular scene in a film? Now, there's a right answer to this. There are many answers to this, and you know, all 
doesn't have merit. But there is actually a right answer to this. The scene where John Travolta is cradling Nancy Allen towards the end of Blowout. It's oh, a good shout. You see, that's a good shout. You see, it's it, it's close, but it's not the right answer. Go on. Hmm. It is uh, the outro to Layla in Goodfellas. Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are other really great answers, like yeah. uh, the ending of Fight Club with "Where Is My Mind Coming In." Brilliant. There are there are really great answers to this. Uh, the entirety of Dirty Dancing. I know it cop lots in at some point, uh, <laughs> but the right I answer. I thought of. Sorry. The right answer is Layla in Goodfellas because it is just perfect. I do, I do love the use of the times they are changing in Watchmen. Just obviously, it's, yeah. it's up there in my head because we've watched it recently. But I love that where it's doing all the alternate history shit mm. at the beginning, and it's Bob Dylan, so obviously, yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to think if there's, if there's any more that are, that are really fucking good. Like I said, the end of um, Fight Club's always come up with where my mind is in a really solid fucking shout there. There'll be a really obvious one that we're missing, though. I mean, there's, 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 there's tons in Tarantino, cat people, uh, in in, uh, in Glorious Bastards. It's such a out of left field one to use. Mm. Um, you know, having a Bowie song, but having that Bowie song. Yeah. It, it, it is brilliant. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's probably... Actually, yeah, that's a good one. Sorry, I've just Googled it. Cause I, always, I always kind of... It stumps me a bit. Uh, White Rabbit in Fear and Loathing is a good one. White Rabbit in Fear and Loathing is, 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 is quite a good one, mm. yeah. <laughs> any more for any more? No, I think I'm good. That, that You had the right answer, fair play. You said you did, and you did. <laughs> it, it's not often I'm right. <laughs> oh, what are we coming next week, Ian? <laughs> well... We don't really know. We don't, do we? <laughs> so we, I, we I said... We chat a bit about... Um... Yeah, we we want to... We want to have a bit of a kind of almost like award season catch-up. Um, but I, I think we probably need to talk about what we're going to what we're gonna do. So... Um, I think the father's one that's very much on all of our lists, isn't it? It's not out there yet, though. Is it not? No. Mark. Yeah, that's the that's the problem. Like news of the world, I want to watch, but it's not up for like the big, big, big ones. Um, we can watch news of the world. Yeah, I'd I'd be up for news of the world. The White Tiger as well. Um, I've got a screenplay nomination at the Oscars, and I think the got best actor uh, nomination at BAFTA. Uh, it's on Netflix. We're gonna have to watch fucking Nomadland as well, aren't we? Yep. Don't knock it until you tried it. Nomadland is a perfectly good four out of five film. Yeah? Yeah. Just looks boring. It's not. Honestly, it's not. No. It's not. Neither is Minari. See, I'm quite keen for Minari. Minari, I, I, I might be hideously wrong with this movie, because I literally haven't watched a trailer or anything like that, but Minari, for me, in my brain at the moment, is going to be our Sunday afternoon movie. Sounds fair, yeah. I watched it on Sunday morning. 
That, that's it. You did Sunday you? Sunday mornings are for cartoons, though, Ian. We're going to be watching Atlantis 2 and eating pancakes on Sunday morning. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Probably not watching all that. It's two. It's good as Atlantis 2. All right, I will take your word for that. <laughs> it's not, it's not it. as good as Atlantis, but it's good. Fair enough. So sure. we shall see. <laughs> uh, just remembered I'm hosting. So, um, right, let's get the fuck out of Dodge. I need a pee, as I usually do at the end of the show. So, um, thank you very much, folks. Stay safe. Um, thank you very much, Becky. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you for hosting. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much, guys. And we shall speak to you next week. Au revoir. Mon ami. Ciao. Come gather round people wherever you roam And admit that the waters around you have grown And accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone If your time to you is worth saving Then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone For the times they are a-changing Some writers and critics who prophesize with your pen And keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again And don't speak too soon for the wheel's still in spin and there's no telling who that it's naming Was the loser now will be later to win For the times they are a-changing From senators, congressmen, please heed the call don't stand in the doorway, don't lock up the hall For he that gets hurt will be he who has stalled The battle outside region Will soon shake your windows and rattle your walls For the times they are a-changing Mothers and fathers throughout the land And don't criticize what you can't understand Your sons and your daughters are beyond your command Your old road is rapidly aging Please get out of the new one if you can't lend your hand For the times they are a-changing The curse it is cast The slow one now Will later be fast As the present now Will later be past The order is rapidly fading And the first one now Will later be last For the times They are a-changing
podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. <laughs>